0: Okay, we're back here at On the Cusp, and we're really fortunate today to have with us Sarah Louder from Louder Bakery, yes. okay, and my co-host, Matt Snyder, who's back with me on this. But this is really special for me to have you here today, because I remember when you and your husband came into EAP, your, your baking business with King Cakes had taken over the house. Yes. And the really unique thing about it was, you weren't just launching a business. You had a much bigger goal, and that goal was to give back to the community. Yes. And you've done that in a lot of ways. Well, thank you. So it's this is really exciting. So, tell us a little about what, what what's driving louder bakery well, right
1: now. Thank you so much for having me here today. And you've seen us from you know the very beginning into what we are now and. So um, it's, it's just been a really exciting adventure so far. Um, we started out, um, opened our storefront in January, 2019. But before that, we were just baking out of our house, mm-hmm. king cakes during Mardi Gras season while Preston had another full-time job. We had three young kids at home and it really grew to the point that we had completely outgrown being able to operate from our house. And so we took that big leap of faith and um, with EAP's help, you know, planned out our business plan and and pitched to investors. And so it has grown so much more quickly than we ever anticipated. And part of that has just been the enormous support from the community. So we've been really, really happy to be plugged in the community and just trying to find ways of how do we grow our business but also, you know, better Shreveport, better our area.
2: Yeah. I love when people like take that leap. I, I feel like that's every entrepreneur has that part of their story where, it maybe didn't make sense and maybe like there was all these questions and maybe everybody thought like they were crazy. Oh, for sure. And then they just sure. jumped. And y'all like have, I remember y'all's story. Uh-huh. Like, cause you were like, we have this killer king cake business and we're just going to do bread in the in between and it'll work <laughs> out. And everybody's like, I don't know if this is, and then y'all just jumped and Preston loves his job. And that to me is what makes a great entrepreneur a great entrepreneur. Because at some point they just put all the questions and all the doubts aside and say, you know what? We're, we're going.
1: Oh, it was, it was wild. I mean, on paper, looking back, it, it did not make sense. You know, it was, there was a lot of safer routes to go, but I think that was probably the hardest step into it is both Press and I committing of like, okay, we're doing this. We're going all in. Yeah, we're going to jump. Yeah, y'all were
0: very, yeah. I mean, you did a lot of analysis. You we were did. very methodical about it. I can remember looking at it and we were getting down to the kilowatt hour <laughs> per loaf of bread. It mm-hmm. turned into a
2: science of the baking
0: business. The yeah. cool
2: thing though is when you jump, yes. then all the, thing, even if all those bad things are right, you have to pivot and you have to fix them. So like I walk into your bakery now or to Doc's, which I love, oh, thank you. and it is a total different thing than what we would talk about or I would hear about or even yes. when with, with Dave and like I love that part of being an entrepreneur
0: now you were just telling us before we started you've grown more than just the bakery right there
1: yes we are I mean it, it if you look back at our projections that we had before we opened you know the first year projection we had I think we hit in like a month and a half like it, it just grew very very quickly and Um, About nine months into opening the bakery, we did our first expansion. And then this past October, 2021, we opened the sandwich shop, Doc's Sandwich Shop next door. And everything is made on fresh baked bread from next door at Louders. And um, just seeing that growth has been just a really cool thing, and there's a lot more to come. So we have some big ambitions that we're working towards.
0: Good, good. But that whole building right there, that that whole storefront, has really grown. Yeah. You know, we were talking, and nobody wanted a storage unit down there. <laughs> what okay? a Nobody's worried yes. about the storage unit now. They're all going. Can I get? Is there room in the parking lot yes. for if me? If You think about when,
2: when like we were kids, and El chicos right there, Madison Square Garden, that was like the place, like yes. Sunday after church, like you'd see everybody you knew, Go get all and goes. then it just went to nothing, mm-hmm. and it's been so cool to watch Key Mexico and y'all and Maryland's place really make that a massive destination. It's again.
1: such a cool area, and there are so many wonderful little small local businesses that have popped up around there and we all are really close knit. We all are very supportive of each other and I love seeing that and there really is a cool vibe over in that area. It
2: really is. I mean the fact that you can go eat a bowl of gumbo, get your bread yep. for the week and yep. get some flowers and walk over go to home. get a cookie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you I mean, get it
0: perfect. all right there. But you came into it with more than just the business.
1: We we really did. We, you know, Preston, my husband and myself, we're both Shreveport natives. I think I'm Third generation Shreveport. He's probably fourth or fifth generation Shreveport, and this is a really special place to us. You know, we have three young kids. We want to see Shreveport thrive. That is one of our big goals. You know, whatever small part we can kind of put towards that, we really want to do. And so, when we were thinking about you know opening up the bakery, putting together our plan, we really wanted to do something that just didn't exist in our area, kind of at the time. And wanted to bring something new to the area, but to really look at ways that we could also tie into the community, ways we could give back. You know, we wanted to be a young couple who stayed in Shreveport, who mm-hmm. is looking to, you know, launch a business and grow it. And thankfully we've, it's, it's been successful so far.
2: So me and Dave always go back and forth. I always talk about the culture of Shreveport mm-hmm. and how we have to catch up the culture. Like, I'm just sitting here and I did not even thought about it, but you're on the starting line of the Highland Parade. Yeah. Which is like, yep. I love that as an image of culture of Shreveport because I think it's so unique. But, so you, once y'all have gotten there and you've gotten established, mm-hmm. I remember when I saw the first mention of the Ockley Bridge yes. Project. yes. And I was blown away by it because what a cool iconic kind of Streetport thing that we all grew up, knowing the Ockley Bridge, it's there. And so tell us about the process of deciding to like take that on and how that happened. It
1: really, it honestly, it it was a pretty simple process. You know, we live about three blocks away from the bakery. We live on Unadill Street, love our street. And you know, we truly are a part of the neighborhood. We can get to the bakery in 20 seconds car ride, um, but there, you know, we go and walk around Bayou Pierre with our kids all the time. And it really stemmed from us crossing the Oakley Bridge and just seeing, you know, this is such a cool bridge. It just doesn't seem like it is where it needs to be. Right? what would that take? So, you know, paint was peeling. It just just needed some freshening up. So our first step um, was we reached out to our local councilman said hey what do we need to do to kind of get this rolling can we just show up with paint and paint like what do we need to do so they kind of pointed us in the direction of spar triple parks and recreation we got in touch with shelly ragle who was phenomenal and we came up with a plan of you know what can we do to just make this bridge better what can we do to make it prettier and sat down with her came up with a plan of you know to be sustainable we need to scrape the bridge first to make sure there's no rust coming up from under the paint, so, so like it was you a lot of. Close
2: the bakery for months to do no, this. No, no, no. We were doing this like on our day off. Wait, like all the things, all these street people tell me they can't be involved in their community. No,
1: it was it really. I mean, and it, it sounds crazy. It really was easy. Yes, it was a lot of hard work, but it really just took that initiative to just call and say, "Hey, we want to do something with this. We're willing to give our time. We're willing to buy the paint." But spar was you know, gave us the paint, gave us the paintbrushes. We told them kind of our rough timeline of what we wanted to do, and then we just launched off. And we announced it on our neighborhood page, I think the day before we started just saying, hey, we're doing this community project. We're gonna start cleaning up the bridge. Anybody who wants to come, you know, here's a sign-up genius, and that signup genius filled up with so many neighbors of just excited about it. And we got the bridge scraped, we did a primer coat, a second primer coat, and then painted it. And then in the midst of that, Marilyn's place jumped in and said, hey, we'll donate power washing. So they had a mm. team come out and power wash the bridge. That led to other neighbors getting really excited about it. Of, hey, let's decorate it for Christmas. And then now it's decorated for 4th of July, for Christmas. We decorate it for Mardi Gras. And it's, it's become just a really great way to see, you know, just something that wasn't quite where it needed to be, and now it's beautiful. And You then- said
0: something early on, and I, I don't want to lose this point, yeah, yeah. but you, you said you worked with the city, and the city just came right in there and yeah. helped you with every aspect of it. They did. One of the, one, we get a lot of feedback that um, most uh, of the, the city organizations are not there to help, but you're sitting here telling us that is not the case.
1: We went in expecting a lot of red tape. We went in expecting like, oh, it's gonna be an uphill battle. and But we came in, we came in with a plan. We came in with realistic goals, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. and expectations, and they were thumbs up, great, how can we help?
0: Oh, that's and impressive. It was really- that, that is what we want to get out as part of on the cusp, mm-hmm. right? right? Because it's very easy for a lot of us in Shreveport to sit back and say, oh, you can't get this done, you can't get this done, but then we go to you and all of a sudden, okay, you, you just you just went in there with a that executable story. plan. And
2: you, you need the leader. They're, Shreveport is full, I work with community renewal a lot mm-hmm. and what they always say is, most people in our community do care, mm-hmm.
1: oh, but they absolutely. don't know
2: how to do, and they don't have leadership. And I'll call it out. Me and you, we're all business owners here. Mm-hmm. The business community has a responsibility to be those leaders in a lot of ways. We have a hook into our customer base. Mm-hmm. We have they look up to you whether you want them to or not. And it shows that people will, when you show them how to care and give back, they want to.
1: Absolutely, I mean, we have had so many customers come to us to say, you know, I'm kicking myself because I've I've driven over that bridge for five years thinking the same thing and I always wanted to do something. But, you know, we're so excited y'all kind of jumped out there and took the first step and it really, People got so excited about it, and it was just something so easy as painting a bridge. Reed I mean,
2: Martin with the Martin Cares deal, what yeah. they did at the yes, duck pond. saying that We just have to have more leaders like you go out and and help do these things. I, I just, I'm blown away by the Oakley Bridge thing. I think it represents so much more than oh. a bridge. Yeah. and I think it's so cool. It's, I it's, hope it's people building, follow that. It's
0: building in your community. Okay. It, that's what it is. It's doing something in your community that everybody can be proud of. And you know what? If you can operate a paintbrush, you can be part of it. Exactly. That's right.
1: And I think starting small, you know, identifying what, you know, to, if we were to look at the whole neighborhood and make a list of 50 things, it could get very overwhelming, but just identifying the bridge, starting with that, you know, we're hoping to do plenty more community activities coming up and um, different projects. And it, it really, it's, fun getting to see the end result of that too.
2: That's really That's oh yeah, awesome. really big. I mean, yeah. in a bakery, like a bakery <laughs> is such a central point of every neighborhood and community. Yes. And, and you think of like, even when you travel, like you go to New Orleans and you're like, oh, this bakery or whatever,
1: It, it really, it's perfect fit. If you look at, you know, different cultures around the world, there's always kind of a basis of they have their certain type breads, they, eat, they have their certain type beers they drink. It, a bakery really represents, I think, a big part of the culture of an area. So we, we were really excited to be able to kind of fill a little bit that. But it's of grown
0: that. more than just bread. Yes. When we started it was king <laughs> cakes, it was bread. Okay, and now today, look at look at where you're at, the, the sandwich it's shop. The Shreveport
2: thing. always struggles with Shreveport's image. Mm-hmm. What Shreveport is, how do you sell Shreveport? We had Ryan on talking to him about selling Shreveport. Mm-hmm. You know, there, people always talk about slogans and whatnot. But to me, those parts of the city, I mean, if you had somebody and you took them to that part of the city and you came into your bakery and went and ate lunch at Key Mexico and walked over the bridge and saw First Baptist, mm-hmm. that's a pretty fair representation oh. of what streetboard is to me
1: i feel like shreveport has so many jewels in it and it really you know shreveport we have our own identity we're not east texas we're not south Louisiana. we are shreveport we're we're caddo we're bozier and it really is great you know seeing all these wonderful places being highlighted norton art gallery i mean there's so many places just walking distance from our house that are just beautiful and so and we unique. We don't tell to that story well we, enough. We don't. We don't tell it enough. We don't talk about yes. it enough. Even the food scene in Shreveport for the size we are, the quality of restaurants that we have, Absolutely. the quality of, I mean, just everything, all these new restaurants opening up. It's, it's amazing. Is that growing? Oh, Is that
2: momentum still there? Much. How Absolutely. many people come to you that have
0: a food-based idea do you, do you see?
1: All the time. All the time. We, we have really made, um, a lot of great Friends, uh, just in the food industry, especially as we've opened, you know, it's it's great seeing somebody's idea turn into reality and then see it grow. So we always want to be a part of supporting, you know, our fellow business owners and, and restaurateurs. And I think that is something that is really growing in Shreveport-Bosier. Great.
2: As a good thing to say, I know I'm very proud to watch what our generation has done in the food scene of, yes. of Shreveport. I remember like being in high school and being a kid and like my parents being so excited that Chili's <laughs> was coming to shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that was the biggest deal. And I love that the things our generation are excited about are amazing local talent and local restaurants opening. And I think that's something I think we've that's uh, That's Absolutely.
0: really key. Cause it's not the 62 year old Dave Smiths that are gonna make this happen. Okay, it's Matt, <laughs> it's Sarah. <laughs> Okay, they got to be the ones that step up and really solve a lot of the perception about Shreveport.
2: I would argue, and I feel like it's a, a valid argument, that Shreveport's food scene has never been as well-rounded oh. and together as it is today.
1: I completely agree, and I think it's continuing to grow. You Me know, Press and I, we love to travel. We love to go visit places and get inspiration and and. It's such an important part of what we want to continue to do, but we come back home and we're like, Zoozle, Fat Calf, Cypress coming open pretty soon. I mean, these are places that are top-notch. I mean, yes. on par, if not better, than some of these huge... I heard, I heard coffee something the other day. Southfield. I heard yes. you
2: stand up with
1: fantastic.
2: every coffee shop I go to in Big City that you read about. You go in and I'm like, this is cool, but... I'd, I'll go back to Well, Ryan. and Rhino, yeah. too, like,
1: that's been such an important thing to us, too, is to partner local, to, you know, yeah. have all these wonderful partnerships. We've partnered with Rano. We have our louder espresso blend through them. So oh, we have awesome. our very own espresso, but we're still able to, you know, pull in local things. We, we have Mahaffey Farms meats that we use. We have, you know, different... Yep. Morrell Dairy Farm milks mm-hmm. that we use, and I think you know being able to oh, it's so good, yeah. and, but well, just being able to support each other, you know, all all ships
0: yeah, rise on a rising tide Definitely. or whatever the, the saying Definitely. is. Definitely, I think that is that is true. Well, hey, we're almost out of time, Sarah. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming and and being part of this. It's a great positive story that we want people in Shreveport to hear. Um, if anybody's got anything and they want us to send it to Sarah or you know something you wanna you hear on the podcast, contact us at info at E-A-P-L-A.com. And our podcast, the video version will be on YouTube, and then the podcast will be on all of the podcast uh, channels for everybody. But thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, yeah. Uh...